We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, which is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of KCSN Update, your daily Chiefs podcast and video from us here at KCSN. It's the headlines, rumors, stories, and stats people are talking about to get you through the day and caught up with all things Chiefs. Different guests each week with different perspectives. The latest episode of KCSN Update, proudly presented by DraftKings, begins now. What's up, everybody? This is KCSN Update, our daily Chief show and podcast here at KC Sports Network. Thanks for hanging out. I'm DJ Kissel. It's Wednesday, and Brett Coleman is actually en route to Phoenix. May be there by the time you're listening to this or uh, covering Super Bowl 57 between the Chiefs and Eagles on Sunday. So we are actually going to be joined by Fran Duffy of the Philadelphia Eagles and PhiladelphiaEagles.com. I've long admired Fran's work uh, and the content that he and his staff over there have put out over the years, whether it's podcast, NFL draft, breakdowns, X's and O's stuff. Uh, they really educate uh, their fan base and uh, engage Eagles fans with the content that they put together. So excited to chat with Fran, uh, get his thoughts on the matchup, and obviously uh, educate us a little bit on the Philadelphia Eagles as a team beyond just some of the basic uh, storylines that we've all been talking about uh, since we knew that these two teams were going to be the ones squaring off for Super Bowl 57. So excited to get Fran's thoughts as someone who's as connected to the Philadelphia Eagles as anybody out there who covers this team. But you know the deal. Before we bring Fran on, here's a quick word from our friends over at DraftKings. Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 5 and 8 p.m. Central Standard Time to see what prop bet will be boosted. Chiefs currently one and a half point dogs to the Eagles on Sunday with an over under of 51 points. But there are a lot of fun prop bets if that's your thing. Make sure you check out the KC Labs uh, episode, their bonus episode from last week posted on Monday morning uh, on Super Bowl prop bets. There's a lot of good ones in there. Make sure to check that out and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code KCSN. Again, as new customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. 
See show notes for details. All right, now let's welcome on Fran Duffy from PhiladelphiaEagles.com and eagle, in, eagle Eye in the Sky and the Journey to the Draft. He's one of the guys that you need to be following if you love the NFL. I, like I said on the top, one of the guys that uh, I've always admired from afar, Fran, and, and all the work that you've done. So I appreciate you joining us and talk a little Chiefs-Eagles Super Bowl this week. Well, BJ, I appreciate the, the kind words and, and the feeling is mutual for sure. You've done an outstanding job covering this team and everybody uh, out in KC uh, is very lucky to have you uh, covering not just uh, this football team, but everything going out uh, in your neck of the woods. I don't know, Fran, how much you caught uh, wind of how testy things got between the Chiefs and the Bengals and the fan bases that it was a little heated. We had yep. mayors talking trash like it was a it was a mess. And then we get to the Eagles and it was like, I kind of like the Eagles. I got nothing. To, I got nothing to say. There's so much vitriol with the AFC title game. Now it's just like Andy Reid, the Kelsey brothers, all the ones, you know, storylines everybody's been talking about. But even beyond that, like, always liked the Eagles from the time that that Doug Peterson, somebody I had a chance to spend some sure. time around, and and some other familiar faces that have gone back and forth. Just got nothing but love, nothing but respect. But I appreciate you joining us and, and getting into this a little bit. I want to. I want to give you an opportunity to kind of educate us on a team that you're around every day. You talk to the coaches, you talk to the players. If you, anybody listening hasn't followed your content, you really get into the X's and O's. And, and I was jealous of my time with the chiefs. We couldn't do a lot of that type of content anyway. Not that I had the, uh, the, the knowledge necessarily to do it the way that you do, but I love following it. And so I want to start with the Eagles offense. Um, know that Jalen hurts as far as from the outside, had the shoulder injury, banged up a little bit. We've talked about that and then just how good the offensive line is. But uh, when you look at this team and what you've seen from the moment they started the beginning of the year to the squad that they have right now, what are some of the storylines and things that you've kind of followed throughout the season that uh, are kind of leading into an intriguing thing for you to watch in this game on Sunday? Sure. I mean, I think the big thing is going back to the springtime and understanding, okay, well, what did this team look like on the back end of 2021, where it was the, the engine of this offense and of this team was the run game. And Jalen Hurts was a huge part of that run game. But uh, the, the organization did a great job uh, this offseason. And that starts with general manager Howie Roseman of putting this team in position where, hey, you know what, uh, let's go into 2022. Let's see if Jalen Hurts can, can be the guy, if he can take that next step as a passer. And if not, we do have that flexibility. We've got multiple first round picks next year. We've got that ability, you know, we'll have some cap dollars, some fluidity there to, ma to make a move for a quarterback, whether it's on the pro market or on the, on the rookie market and I think when you look at uh, what they did in last offseason was we're going to put Jalen in position to really prove us you know, to really make sure that we know for sure at the end of the season this is going to work or it's not you go out you trade for AJ Brown uh, you already had Devontae Smith a top 10 pick who looked great as a rookie you have Dallas Goddard now the tight end one for the first time in his career you've got the best offensive line in football one of the best offensive lines in football if everybody is healthy this is a group that we feel good. Yeah, like this offense is great. Now let's see what Jalen looks like. And um, you get into week one against Detroit, and the run game is the catalyst. A.J. Brown has a huge day, uh, and it's like, okay, we feel really good. But, you know, let's see if Jalen can continue to progress. And week two against the Minnesota Vikings, a team that had done a number on Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers in week one. It's like, all right, let's mm -hmm. this defense. It's Monday night football, prime time, under the lights. What is this team going to look like? And they played a lot of vanilla soft, uh, soft zone coverage. They didn't blitz, but they said, you know what, Jalen Hurts, we're going to force you to read things out you know, and, and beat us as a passer. Tell you what, that's exactly what he did. He showed the ability to say, I'm going to go through my progressions. 
We're going to find open receivers. We're going to attack downfield. Quez Watkins had a 53-yard touchdown on a deep ball. Devontae Smith heavily involved. A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, everybody chipped in as pass catchers in that game. And the run game was kind of an afterthought. It was like, wow, if the Eagles can do this, if Jalen Hurts can do this, this team could be really, really good because you've got the personnel to attack no matter which way you, you want to defend defensively. But if you can go into a game and yeah. say, okay, we can lean into the run game or we can lean into the pass game, well, this offense has the ability to be really, really dangerous. And that's honestly, that was the theme throughout the majority of this year. This team started, what, 10, 11, 12, and 0. And the big yeah. part of that was every single week, depending on what the opposing team's strength was defensively, okay, you're good. You've got two good corners on the outside. We're going to hammer you inside with Dallas Goddard, and we're going to run the ball. Oh, you've got a great run defense? All right, we're going to throw it all over the yard. We're going to pepper you on the perimeter. You know, Whatever the, the strength was, we're going to stay away from that. Whatever the weakness is, we're going to attack that. And to have the personnel to be able to do that, and then also the quarterback, the point guard, to be able to call the shots and, and make the, the kind of evolution that he made, Jalen Hurts took huge strides as a passer this season. Even midseason, you kind of saw things kind of change where, you know, against the blitz, against pressure, everything was screen, screen, screen. And you leading into the bye week, week four, week five, week six, you kind of saw, okay, this is their answer against the blitz that's not going to be quite sustainable teams are going to tee off on those receivers on the perimeter if that's going to be the answer well that's what started to happen you go into the bye week you come back against the pittsburgh steelers the tennessee titans in back-to-back weeks those teams tried to heat jalen hurts up with the blitz and what that then became was bombs away downfield hey if you're going to send extra bodies at me you're, that means you don't have enough bodies in the secondary to guard both uh, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith on the perimeter. And then the, the average depth of target from that point on was like 10.0 against the Blitz. It was something wow. wild down the field where, you know, we're going to go nuts and attack you vertically in the passing game. And so when you see the run game element, which is still present, and then the pass game, the ability to beat you at all three levels, that's what made this offense one of the best in the NFL whenever Jalen Hurts was healthy here this season. I think that's one of the reasons why when I'm looking just on paper and we just kind of connect dots and storylines like, okay, there's a weakness or there's something here. How can we make this make sense to what we could see transpire? And for me, it's, it's the running game. It's the threat of Jalen hurts running and how much stress that puts on the second level of the chiefs defense, because from a pass coverage standpoint, that is, I mean, it's most teams weaknesses, but that second level, it's Nick Bolton, very good against the run. It's been much better against the past than he was a year ago. But if you're looking for an area that you could exploit or what we've seen when the team has struggled defensively this year, it's been that intermediate passing across the middle and how much of a successful run game early for the Eagles could really start to put some stress on those linebackers to not leave these huge windows open across the middle of the field. When you're looking at the Chiefs defense and some of the specific matchups going into this game, and you and I talked about it before, uh, for me, it's the Chiefs defensive line, just like it was last week against the Bengals, but for a different reason. And that the Chiefs needed to be dominant against a banged up Bengals front um, offensively on the offensive line side because they were banged up up front. You need Chris Jones. You need those guys to wreak havoc up there. When you're looking at this group, obviously you mentioned it, and I'd say the same thing, best offensive line in football, even though that we saw Dickerson with the hyperextended elbow uh, at the end of the NFC title game, and then Lane Johnson obviously playing through uh, what he's playing through right now. What are the storylines and what are the matchups that you're really looking forward to that you think will be key from the Eagles' point of view going up against this Chiefs defense? 
Well, you mentioned a couple, certainly the, the health of the offensive line, the health of Jalen Hurts, who dealt with a shoulder injury on the back end of the season. That will be a big thing. And, and you know, he missed uh, weeks uh, 15 and 16, came back for week 17 or no, came back for week 18. I'm still getting used to the new schedule. Uh, <laughs> came back for week 18 against the New York Giants. It was a must win game to secure the number one seed. And Jalen Hurts did that. Didn't look great in that week 18 game, but then came out in week uh, 20, the, the divisional round against New York and, the, and then an the NFC title game against San Francisco. And honestly, both those games basically over by halftime uh the the, de- the defense was dominant the offense was dominant the, the eagles won in the line of scrimmage in both uh, areas in that game and i think when you look at um you know this team going into this matchup we could say like yeah like the chief, the eagles have not faced a, a team like the chiefs and you know i'm speaking now in terms of just overall roster construction the eagles have not faced a team like this what are they going to look like when they have to go full bore it's been a while since this team with Jalen Hurts a quarterback a healthy Jalen Hurts has really had to put pedal to the metal for a full 60 minutes it's, it's been a minute it's been a long time and so um, I think that's going to be kind of the fun part and the exciting part about this game is that you know this is a team in the Chiefs that can match the Eagles from an explosiveness standpoint the 49ers you know especially once Purdy went out they couldn't do could not do that the Jack the New York Giants could not do that the New Orleans Saints the uh, you know, all these teams on the back end of the schedule just struggle to really pressure the Eagles um, from an offensive standpoint to say like, oh, like, all right, well, if we don't score here on this drive, like, that's all right, we'll get we'll get another crack at it. The defense is going to force a three and out. The defense is going to get a strip sack. Uh, we're going to be OK. So I'm fascinated to see like uh, this offense go toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and this offense. And, you know, it's to me like that's what makes this such a fun game. I usually don't like talking about like, oh, it's this offense and this quarterback versus this offense and that quarterback because they're never on the field together. But I think in this game, yeah. uh, the, that battle, that chess match is going to be really fun to follow. All right, we're going to switch to the other side of the ball. We're talking with Fran Duffy from PhiladelphiaEagles.com. We're going to get his thoughts on the Eagles' defense going up against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense right after this. You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain. Educate. Inform. 
KC Sports Network. Welcome back to KCSN Update. We're hanging out with Fran Duffy from PhiladelphiaEagles.com. He's educating us a little bit on the Eagles as only people and only those who cover the team as close uh, as Fran. And, and I'm sure a handful of the other beat writers are there at all the OTA practices. You're there in the spring. When you look at some of the Super Bowl media, there's all those people down there now. Uh, I always laugh because when the Chiefs, when I was working for the Chiefs and we were down there, Fran, we'd always look at all the beat writers and all of us that were there, like when there's like six media there, at least that's how it was in Kansas City during the OTAs. I don't know how it is in Philly, but would always be like, we can't ask questions during the biggest time of the year because there's so many media. I'm like, we were the ones who were here from the very beginning, (laughs) but uh, appreciate you, man, for joining us. I want to talk a little uh, Eagles defense. Uh, We have spent a lot of time this week, at least on our network, and I know locally uh, with the coverage, talking about the pass rush and all the dudes you have to get up front, not just the four starters, but the guys that you mix in that rotate in there. Uh, I know there's a lot more to your defense than just the front, uh, the front four and those guys getting after it, but can you kind of walk us through same thing you did with the offense? Just what was the the kind of storylines coming into the season and how has it really progressed in a way? And has it been kind of what you expected uh, when the season began? Yeah, I mean, the, I would say the big storyline coming into the season were just some of the new faces. You know, this was a, a new defensive scheme a year ago, just like it was on offense. Jonathan Gannon coming in as the defensive coordinator. And, you know, what was the scheme going to look like? How, how, how multiple were they going to be? That was a word you heard a lot was multiplicity. Mm-hmm. And when from a front standpoint, um, you know, there's a huge difference. Uh, and honestly, you can look at this from front to back as well. Last year, it was on the back end of this Eagles defense. You had, um, you know, Cha- uh, instead of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, you know, it was Anthony Harris. And instead of James Bradbury, it was Steven Nelson. And instead of Kaiser White, who's made a lot of big plays this year, it was Alex Singleton. Instead of Hassan Reddick, it was Jannard Avery, right? So you just start getting into, man, like a, a, lot, a lot of these names are a lot different. Instead of Hassan Ridgeway, it was... Jordan Davis and Tom Sue and Linval Joseph. And so when you get all these big names that come in, Brandon Graham was hurt for the majority of the season last year. He got hurt in week two. He tore his Achilles. He's back on the lineup, right? So you start getting all these big names. And then you get the uh, the continuity. And you, you saw this in Kansas City was like that, that jump in year one to year two defensively is so important for those guys, mm-hmm. especially on the back seven. And so, um, you know, I would say, yeah, this team had 70 sacks this year, third most all time. Uh, they were within striking distance of the record, uh, even in, in week 17, like not just the week 18 padding stats, like within week 17, they had a chance uh, at breaking the all time record. And I think when you look at this group, you say, oh, well, that, that front is outstanding. And they are. They're, it's a, a really talented group up front. The starters are great. The backups are outstanding. They come at you in waves. And there's a lot of different fronts uh, where they'll come out in like an odd look with a true nose tackle where it's going to be Linval Joseph and, and Jordan Davis. And those guys kind of tag team inside there. Then you've got uh, your even fronts. Where, all right, well, it's going to be a four down structure. And you're going to have Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. And they're going to get supplanted by Milton Williams and Indomitian Sue. And Dalvin Sue, a nice player to have coming off the bench, especially uh, in crunch time situations, right? And, you know, Brandon Graham can kick inside. He, can, he plays in off the edge. Um, you know, they've just got all of these guys that can come in, and then you factor in the edge rush. And I think that that, especially in this game against the Chiefs, will be so, so important. You look at Hassan Reddick. He's had 19 and a half sacks in 19 games as an Eagle, coming back here um, to play for his hometown team. He grew up just across the bridge uh, in Camden, New Jersey. So uh, him coming back, he has been a terror off the left side, the defensive left side, um, you know, especially here in the postseason. He's had three and a half sacks in 
two games. You look at Josh Sweat, his ability to win with both power and speed and technique. It makes him one of the, the toughest pass rushers to go, go up against. He's got the wingspan of a pterodactyl. He's got outstanding get off and he can beat you in a lot of different ways as an offensive lineman. And so uh, Orlando Brown Jr. going up against Sweat, I think is a huge matchup in this yeah. game. And so you start with that front and you say, oh, well, 70 sacks, like that's a lot of it's attributed to the front. PJ, I'm telling you, like it started like even week three, they had like, a, I think it was like eight or nine sacks against uh, the Washington Commanders and Carson Wentz. And you go back and you watch a lot of those sacks and you say like, yeah, the, the front did a great job here. But look at the coverage on the back end. Look at James mm-hmm. Brad. Jumping this route, he read the route perfectly. Look at the pass off here between like Avante Maddox and Kaiser White, or Darius Slay and Marcus Epps, or CJ Gardner Johnson and Avante Maddox. Those guys doing an outstanding job in their zone defense of passing routes off and understanding who's going to overlap where and who's responsible for what. And those guys were all just like defenders on a string really kind of preventing the quarterback from getting to his first and second and third read. And now the quarterback's holding onto the football. He's stepping up. Then he starts dropping his eyes because there's Hassan Reddick. There's Javon Hargrave. There's Josh Sweat. There's Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. You start coming at you in waves. And now things just snowballed for quarterbacks from there. It was like a stretch in the back half of the year where I think it was seven games in a row. They had at least five sacks or six games in a row. They had at least five sacks. It was the first team in NFL history to do that. And a lot of it was because, yeah, not just because of the front guys winning fast and getting home, but it was look at the coverage married up with the sack and coaches always kind of point to that. But I just felt like that was apparent from the jump here this season that the, the chemistry on the back end, the communication on the back end was just so, so strong. And you're going to need that uh, here, obviously, in this game going up against Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey in particular, because those two guys have such a mind meld going in terms of being able to find the soft spots in zone coverage, both inside and outside of structure. And that's going to be one of the big storylines in this game. Yeah, we saw, I mean, Chiefs fans don't like to talk about the Super Bowl from a few years ago, but we see what happens when you can get pressure with four and you have um, a linebacking core and just a a group on the back end that plays really well together. That was the big thing with, with, uh, you know, Coach Lou uh, in the Bengals, their defensive coordinator, that those guys communicated and played so well together. They didn't make yep. anything easy. And when you combine the amount of talent that you guys have up front, it leads to what's going to be a fascinating thing. And I don't have to tell anybody in Philadelphia that the thing I'm looking forward to most is how does Andy Reid, with all the time that he's had, what kind of game plan does he have? How does he try and slow down the the pass rush? And this isn't we talked about it locally quite a bit that, you know, one of the things that Andy Reid has so good at, and you go back and watch the game that the chiefs played earlier this year against the Niners and Nick Bosa, that they would leave him unblocked. They were running jet sweeps at him. They were doing all kinds of things that weren't necessarily just the traditional, you know, chip him, put a tight end over there and help block that Andy Reid would do anything he could even to get those edge rushers to hesitate for a second or just think for a second is all the time that they would need just from a game planning, you know, schematic standpoint to try and slow down those guys uh, to find any kind of success. And the Chiefs don't slow those guys down. They're not going to have success regardless. But I'm really fascinated to know what kind of answer Andy Reid has for the multiple of dudes up front that can get after it for the Eagles and how they combat some of those things. That first quarter is going to be really fun uh, to watch and see how many different formations they put out there, how many personnel packages and gathering all that intel that they'll have for the rest of the game. But um, you're a defensive coordinator. Put your Jonathan Gannon hat on. Uh, what do you do to try and slow down Patrick Mahomes? Uh, and I, I won't insult you because I know you do this for a living. You're very good at this. You can't do any one thing consistently, yeah. and I know that. But um, 
in from watching him, what would you try to do to at least make things more difficult on him? Uh, outside of a lot of prayer this week, uh, you know, and not, not stepping on any cracks and every good luck charm that you can think of uh, over the course of the week of prep. I, look, the, the big thing is understanding that he's going to make plays. And there was a play, um, I'm trying to remember the, who the receiver was, but it was against, uh, I believe, Cincinnati the, the, uh, in the title game where, you know, the, the defense won the rep. And everything was everything was covered up, and you guys. I mean, this, this is going to be commonplace um, for Kansas City fans at this point. But you know, Patrick Mahomes rolls to, rolls to his right. It looks like he's going to get forced out of bounds. A normal mortal would at that point, and he goes underhanded scoop throw to the sideline, and it becomes an explosive play. And you just see the defense just deflate on the sideline, and it's just like. You know, you have to be prepared for plays like that are going to happen. So you have to live for the next play. You have to live for the next drive. If he makes an explosive play for a touchdown, the play against Cincinnati where he steps up and he hits MVS over the middle, like that's a, that's a big time play. He's a big time player who's going to make big time plays. But now it's like, all right, next drive. What do we do to get off the field? What do we do to get a sack, to get a fumble, to get a stop, force an incompletion, get a negative play? You got you have to be able to try and get off the field as many times. That's silly, but you that you literally need to do that. Is understand. He's going to score touchdowns. He's going to put points on the board. So everything you need to do needs to be geared towards trying to create as much chaos as you can. And sometimes that might require rolling the dice a little bit. But to me, it's mixing up your coverage structures, changing things up from drive to drive. You can't just say, okay, we're going to sit back and play man coverage. You can't just say every single snap. We're going to play quarters coverage every single snap. You have to mix and match. You're going to mix and match what your double team looks are going to look like against Travis Kelsey. You can't just play, yeah. uh, you know, cover one double and, and set four eyeballs on him every single go play that's not going to work either so just finding different ways to mix and match and make uh, Patrick Mahomes really read things out get him off his first read and allow that pass rush time to be able to get home I do think that the rush can get home against this offensive line but if the ball's coming out super fast that's not going to help anybody and so you got to get it get him off that first read make him hesitate make him second guess what he's seeing and then allow that rush to be able to get home yeah it I can't wait to see what it all looks like, what Andy Reid has dialed up. Now, before we let you go, is there an intriguing matchup or what are you going to have your eyes on when the Chiefs offense is on the field? Outside of Patrick Mahomes, your your eye starts wandering to to the matchups and the things that you're interested in. Uh, What's the one storyline matchup that you're looking forward to watching on that side of the ball? Yeah, I think the big thing, and this will be kind of the chess match element of this, and I, I would say that it's really on both sides because I think both offenses have the ability to go with multiple tight end sets and 12 and 13 personnel. And, you know, what what does the defense do to respond to that? Uh, I think when you look at the Eagles defense, they love to get into that, you know, five-man front, that five-man structure as a defensive line where you have that nose tackle that Linval Joseph Jordan Davis inside and everything kind of plays out from that Hassan Reddick that's why Reddick gets matched up on tight end so often is because you've got that five-man front and you've got a defensive tackle who's going to take the attention of that right tackle right and so um, if the Eagles have if they the Chiefs come out in those 12 personnel 13 personnel sets will the Eagles respond with five defensive linemen if that's the case will Kansas City try to throw out of those looks and that's something that I think will be a very interesting chess match early on in this football game. How are the Chiefs going to try and bait the Eagles into playing some of that base personnel defensively? And if they get the advantageous look, can they make them pay from a coverage angle? I'll be fascinated when they do that, where the Eagles say, okay, we're going to take James Bradbury, who's been outstanding this year, and he was second-team All-Pro for a reason. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's the matchup on Travis Kelsey, right? I I just think that there's there's so many wrinkles to this. Uh, It's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. Especially when you have guys, you mentioned Kezier White and some of these these versatile athletic players on that side that can do a lot of different things. You know, it's still a lot of Chiefs fans. James Bradbury is one of the guys that we were all excited about uh, in free agency that 
uh, looking at a corner. And instead they went and got a bunch of young dudes that they're going to be tested. We didn't spend a lot of time on the first one talking about uh, the Chiefs DBs, but they've got three rookies um, and plus Brian Cook at safety. They got three rookie cornerbacks who are going to see a lot of snaps and they're yep. going to be out there. They've played a lot this year. They've got some experience, but it's going to be a big one because you know they're going to take a few shots uh, down the field. And the Steve Spagnolo, nothing's not aggressive. So he's not yep. afraid to put those guys on an island and, and put them in uh, situations in which they got to go make a play. So yeah. uh, great I, stuff. I was going to say, PJ, real quick, that that's we know that how aggressive they like to be on the perimeter, um, depending on what service you look at. The Chiefs lead the NFL in press coverage. A.J. Yeah. Brown has more yards against press coverage than anybody in the NFL this year. And there's just like a bunch of the, those little storylines in this game on both sides that's going to make a, a, for a really interesting battle on Sunday night. Yeah, been facing physical receiver dudes all year, and there's not many built like A.J. Brown. So it's definitely yeah. going to be a fun one. Excited to see the young guys uh, step up and, and see how they handle that opportunity and uh, big thing for Chiefs, and I think it's been the case all year uh, while putting a bow on on that side of the ball for the Chiefs in our discussion. But, you know, if the safeties come up and tackle well, they're going to be in a good spot. The games that the Chiefs defense has really struggled are coincide with games that Justin Reed and Juan Thornhill have struggled to come up and consistently tackle and consistently make plays, not get flags. A lot of pass interference penalties called. I think they have the most pass interference uh, penalties in the NFL called on them. And they've got a ref in the Super Bowl that I think has thrown more <laughs> flags uh, in that regard with Carl Sheffer. So it'll, see how that plays out. They get pretty handsy back there. So and they take some deep shots. Uh, there's going to be contact down the field and we'll see how much they let them play, but something that we've seen throughout the year and need those guys to come up and tackle. Like I said, when they've played well, it's been the, the chief defense has played well. Obviously Chris Jones is doing his thing up front, but it's the guys on the back end being physical and tackling well, and they're going to need it uh, against this group. So Fran Duffy, Philadelphia Eagles.com, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, make sure you check them out. Chiefs fans. If you want more information on uh, the chief's opponent this week you can go find them on social media, uh, consume his content because there's few if not any who don't do it better or do do it better however you say that but fran man appreciate you uh thanks everybody for listening plenty more content coming your way from kc sports network getting ready for the game on sunday we'll see you next time thanks for listening to kc sports network don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well you can find all six of our channels at kcsn Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.